Welcome to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. I want to welcome the very talented Alin from Sacramento yes. and actually relocated in Los Angeles. Congratulations mm-hmm. on the new project, Overthinking. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. How are you feeling about it? Um, really good. It's such a blessing, and um, I'm loving that people are excited about it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good about it, though. Who was someone that surprised you that reached out to you after listening to the project and told you that this was good? Um, wow. I, I can't even think of it. So many people I can't even think, honestly. It's just anybody who reaches out is always, like, special, honestly, because, you know, I'm still new to the game. So anytime someone's like, oh, I like your music, it just warms my heart. I remember looking back on one of your Instagram posts when you posted, I believe, the visual for Lonely, 24K Golden liked it, actually. Have you been in talks with him at all? Oh, no. I I didn't even know he liked it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you learn something every day. Yeah, I saw that he liked it because I follow him. He's been on the show. And I was just wondering if he linked up with you or if you were in talks at all. But no, but. No, he just showed love. Shout out to him. Yeah. Social media is, it's crazy. You would never think that all these people have eyes on you and, and that's how the game is. When did you first start social media? Um, I didn't even have like MySpace or Facebook in high school because in Sacramento, it was just like so small and like, everybody kind of knew each other. So I didn't feel the need for social media. So I didn't really even get on Instagram until 2014, 2015. That was like my freshman, sophomore year of college. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll try the Instagram thing now. <laughs> when did you start building this fan base that you have now? Um, like 2018, 2018. Mm-hmm. With the release of All You Need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was your first one. And your first song was Down, I believe. Yeah, that was my first song, Stay Out of College. Mm-hmm. I want to get into your life of growing up in Sacramento. How was that experience? Um... It was like the best of both worlds. Like I I could be in the hood and then I could go be in the orchestra. You know what I'm saying? Like I had good grades and I was a good kid, but I was still, I was outside, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I was definitely outside as a kid, but I, I say like, you know, growing up in Sacramento just taught me the game and, you know, kind of gave me my confidence of, of who I am. And as a child, you actually were taking part in getting involved with symphonies and orchestras. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest and one of the only females, one of the only people of color in the orchestra symphony. Um, I was in the adult Sacramento Youth Orchestra. Or, no, I, I, I said that all the way wrong. I was the only uh, person in the adult symphony. And then I was always the youngest in like the youth orchestra symphonies. And then I sang in church and everything too. So I was kind of like, always keep myself busy with music. Do, do you feel as though that church, that probably gives you an edge as far as an R&B singer. And in this day and age, if you think about it, it's not even relied upon as much anymore because you can make it off of an auto-tune track nowadays. Yeah, but it, it definitely gave me like the the sense of how to arrange music, how to harmonize, because we do all that kind of thing in the choir. So it's like stuff like that you kind of have to experience. So even with auto-tune and all that kind of stuff, it enhances your voice, but if you don't know how to arrange it, it's not going to be, you know, the best record it could be. So 
And we have you here today on the show to talk about the new EP that just dropped. We want to remind people who are just tuning in right now. Congratulations on that. As I said before, the temporary <laughs> failing is crazy. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. And then on your way from being in the orchestras, the symphonies, you start moving on, you go to college, you eventually go to college and you get a degree in music industry studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm, got my degree, my bachelor's. I'm currently at USC right now getting my master's in entertainment oh, wow. law. And um, I kind of just wanted to be able to educate myself on, you know, everything regarding the industry and business and just making sure that I know what's going on. And then eventually I want to be able to help other artists and other women that want to get into the business and be able to consult them. Have you thought of even teaching other people around you about the business since now that you have the knowledge about it? Yeah. Anytime me and my like artist friends or just anybody that, you know, wants to have a contract that, you know, people ask me to read it over. So I'll be trying to you know, practice. <laughs> an important part of your life was interning at Harvey Mason Media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was interning, um, it was Harvey Mason and Damon Thomas at the Underdog Studio. Um, that's kind of where I met, like, all these writers, producers, artists. Like, I was meeting Ice everybody. Cube. Mm-hmm. I remember one time um, they were recording the soundtrack for Out of Compton. I met Ice Cube, and it was just, like, crazy. Like, this is my first time really being in L.A., and I'm, I'm fresh out of high school. I'm like, wow, all these people, and I'm just here. <laughs> Tyrese was there, too, I heard. Yeah, he was. He definitely was there. I met him, too. Did you get to get into an important discussion with him? Because both R&B singers, it's something you could learn something from him as him being a vital piece of the game yeah. in R&B. At that point in my life, though, I, w- I was 17, and, you know, I really didn't know what to do. I didn't even know how to write a song, so I was probably too shy to bring it, but I did music. I was really shy. So it's like when I did start doing music, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, you had all this talent and didn't tell us. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but your parents support you. Those are your biggest supporters. You you don't have much yeah. support besides that outside. Maybe some of some friends and people that follow you on Instagram, you're, you're generating that fan base. But this is all the work you put in yourself as far as music goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have no famous friends or no, no man to put me on. So <laughs> I had to- had to do it on my own. So it's, it's, a, a, it's a blessing that um, I'm here. What's an important advice that you can give to people as far as though when you're moving in that way, when you have no one to put you on, you have just no de- direction to go in and you're just relying on yourself? Because I feel as though people may want to back out of that because they think it's so hard. But in the end, it's the greater reward because you don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. Um, my advice would just be to keep going and you know, you just got to really look at yourself in the mirror every day and be like, is this what you want? Because sometimes people do it for the wrong reasons, like for money or for followers or whatever. And it's like, if all that was taken away, would you still want to do it? So that's, that would be my advice is make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and it'll all work out. And that's important, especially in the the clout chasing era that we have here. I think it's a, a rare it's a rare time to see someone make it on their own because everyone's all clinging to how they can chase the clout. And I, I think the reward is in people like you who, who doesn't use anybody and just gets in on their own based off of talent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Originally, it was interesting when I was doing my research on you, you actually wanted to be a rapper at first. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you did. Because Sacramento is like, it's like everybody want to rap and we have that 
like similar culture to the Bay Area because we're right there. Yeah. And, you know, we grew up listening to rap and all that kind of thing. So all my friends growing up, we used to, you know, bang the pencils and bang our hands on the table when we freestyle and I wanted to rap, but my bars wasn't that tight. So I was like, <laughs> singer. Have you thought about revisiting and doing anything in rap at all? Uh, You're just going to stick to singing. Yeah, I'm sick to singing. I might, you know, throw in a little bar here and there, but you ain't gonna really catch me like really rapping though. But maybe, maybe one day, yeah, <laughs> I work on my bars a little bit. <laughs> You've had the chance to collaborate with, with many rappers, including Mozzie, Casey Veggies. I believe you met Casey Veggies at a listening party, uh, which was YG's listening party. Mm-hmm. I met him at YG's listening party um, two years ago, and that's when I first was dropping All You Need and. He was super dope. And I was like, yo, get on track with me. He was like, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was dope. It was real organic. I, I definitely appreciate Casey. That was one of the first like LA rappers to really like do something with me. Yeah. That's amazing. And also when you were on the radio, that's how you caught Mozzie's attention because you name dropped him while you're on the radio station. I believe well, this is in Sacramento. Was this the Sacramento radio station? Yeah, the number one radio station in Sacramento. And you name drop Mozzie and all of a sudden he DMs you and you link up for the track. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was dope. And shout out to Mozzie. Like, you know, we, we put in Sacramento on, so I'm happy to, that we did that. And, you know, we definitely got some more stuff on the way too. Nipsey Hustle was someone that you would have loved to collaborate with. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace to Nip, but mm-hmm. I wish I could have collaborated with him, but you know, uh, yeah yeah it's unfortunate the rest of the piece of nipsey also what did you admire most about his message in music um i really studied him for real and i, I studied the way he he moved in, in his business how he treated people just he was like really a boss and everything that he stood for like he just had morals he didn't let like the rap shit just you know take him to who he wasn't like he always stood on who he was so there's some there's so many things I admire about Nipsey. So it's like I definitely when I want inspiration, I go listen to Nipsey. Yeah. He's an important one to look at as well as other people. People say that he was the the second Tupac. Yeah, they do say that. I think, you know, he's he's all the above. He's all the above. Nipsey was Is he on your top five of all time? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah California for sure because I grew up listening to Nipsey. I've been listening to him since I was in high school, so definitely in like my top five for sure. Drop classic mixtapes, the marathon, Victory Lap was an amazing album. How did you feel when he passed and everyone just jumped on the bandwagon and acted like a Nipsey hustle? This is basically a repercussion of the social media era where everyone thinks that they're a fan right away just to get some sort of clout on social media. Right when I heard that he passed, I was with a group of friends and we all were just like, there's no way. Cause we didn't think it was like a real thing. I would have never thought. And, you know, it was, it was like a moment where like time stopped yeah. and it's crazy. Like me even not, you know, personally knowing this person, it, it affected everybody. So that just shows how impactful he was and his message and who he was. But getting back to your internship, people around you they they wanted to see what talent that you had 
eventually they kept telling you, come back, come back, you, which you could learn that you learned how to songwrite. And then people were like, oh, you could songwrite. So they wanted you to come back and do some songwriting for them. And eventually you were able to play the keys. They learned that you could play the keys. You played keys on Reason's album, I believe, too. I did. I did. Shout out to Reason and TDE. I definitely did that. And that, that was another way how I just got my foot in the door was, you know, instead of always asking people, oh, can you get do a record with me or, or can I sing on this? How can I assist you? Can I help you write something? Can I add some keys or some strings to whatever you're working on? So instead of it always being about me, you know, let me see how I can help you. Here's a question. What do you think makes you a great songwriter in R&B? Um, I think because I'm just honest, I don't really think too much. I feel like sometimes writers, they want to write a specific melody and a specific grind and is this a hit record? And it's like a formula and I don't yeah. really have a formula. I just kind of write whatever I'm feeling and however it sounds and how it sounds. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And getting into more of your music history here, you actually could play multiple instruments. The violin was one that I was surprised to learn about. Yeah, I've been playing violin since I was three. That's kind of what I was doing before piano. And then I, I graduated to viola, which is similar to the violin. I actually played viola at Colorado State Northridge in the symphony orchestra in college. And I was going to do the like Philharmonic, but then I was like, yeah, I think I want to do R&B. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was playing viola. I can play guitar. I was playing drums. I was in drum line in high school. We have this thing in Sacramento called uh, the Sacramento State Fair. So I used to be on my snares and really in the drum line. <laughs> but, have you ever yeah. thought about doing a live album? And what you're playing the instruments and you're and then you sing i'm working on that right yeah now, speak. as we speak working on that right now crazy it's i'm glad i brought that up because now your fans know yeah yeah, yeah that's rare you don't see people doing live albums unless you watch tiny desk concerts <laughs> right yeah they're so dope i love watching those they like so musical people aren't doing like musical things as, as much anyone so bring no. that back a question that i have for you is and i've had i've talked to multiple r&b artists and r&b hosts that have this view on r&b because it's just not the same as it was in the 90s and with the raw vocals do you think it's because that they're taking these music classes out of schools um mm. I think it could be part of that reason, but I think it also has to do with, does the person even have an interest in really learning the music? Cause there's sometimes there's people that just have this talent where they don't even need to learn how to read music, they can just play. Yeah. So I, I think it's just kind of up to the individual cause some people are just blessed with that talent. And then some people like myself, you know, went to school and actually read music and had to learn it. And that's what's going to make you stand out in this day and age is that you took it the hard way. The, it's the hard path. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone just hops on a on a track and they use auto tune. They expect to go somewhere. And it's it's crazy because I look you look on social media and everyone wants to be a rapper. And I think that even you taking the R&B path is so rare because not everyone can be a singer. Right. Absolutely. R&B is kind of like a, a, a slower race like rap not saying that it's not a, a hard thing to do but it, it's a lot more rappers now than there is singers yeah it's, it's too oversaturated with rappers there needs to be more singers out there 
I know growing up that you idolized Mary J. Blige and Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the news of Aaliyah is actually her full discography is going to be on Apple Music and all platforms soon. Yeah, I can't wait because I'm tired of trying to type it in on YouTube and I can't upload <laughs> it on my phone and I can't wait. So I'm, I'm super excited and rest in peace to Aaliyah too. Right? Yeah. Which album are you looking forward to hearing most once it drops? Um, From Aaliyah, that is. Hmm. I really, I really, I can't, I can't even say, honestly, all of it. Because yeah. it's just like her voice is just so like angelic. I could literally just listen to her all day. Like for real, I love her. Love she her brought style. a, she brought a style that no one else had. That's for yeah. sure. I definitely look at her and be like, okay, let me see how I can try to uh, be like that. <laughs> <laughs> As a little girl, I definitely wanted to be Leah. Aaliyah and, and Sade, to me, are the two best R&B, female R&B singers in the 90s. I love Sade, too. Yeah. I love her. I've had people tell me I look like her, so I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sade's got some great ones, though. Yeah, no, I love Sade. She, another an, angelic voice, like, it's like, but they're not even singing. It's just so, like, natural for them. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Cherish the Day, Sweetest Taboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, iconic for tracks sure. Sure. has there been any talks for you in signing a major deal yeah yeah i talked about it too much but you know y'all gonna see in, the, in a second yeah sooner than later sooner than later congratulations on that now <laughs> i know i know you can't give the details exactly but i, I do want to hit the pinpoints where is it located? Where is this record label located? In the United States. <laughs> where, 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 <laughs> a little bit more? Is LA, New York, anywhere? Um, LA. Atlanta? LA. LA? Mm-hmm. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And speaking of other talent, you've taken part in some short films. You were on some TV shows on CBS. Um, I actually wasn't on it. I was playing violin. I was um, in the music. So oh, okay, so you're on the music side of it. Yeah, I was on the music side of it. So they called me in on CBS. I believe it's called Zoo, and um, I was playing violin in the background. So if you ever watch that show, you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about getting into acting? Since I just brought it up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was acting as a kid, so I've been in like plays back home and like stuff like that. And um, yeah, I definitely do want to get back into acting though. That's definitely one of my goals for this upcoming chapter. What type of character would you like to play? Um, something challenging. I don't know. Probably like something that's not like like me. I don't know. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to act, though. You definitely want to act. Do you have a talent agent? I don't. You don't? I think that's the best way, because I know I've talked to a, a lot of artists who say they want to get into acting. I think the best way is to, to seek out a talent agent, because then they, they get the work for you as far as acting goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that could work out, because you could play a singer on some show or even a movie. Right. Right. I could do that. Or I don't, I don't even know what I would do, but I want to do it. And I'm half Indian, 
So like one of my main like goals is to like be in, you know, Bollywood is. I want to be in, like a Bollywood. That's, I heard that that's one of your goals. You want to be in a Bollywood film someday. I really do. So we'll see that happen. <laughs> we we got to we got to see that if that happens. I it will. It'll it'll come in time. Yes, it will. Manifestation. It's yeah. Going to- <laughs> <laughs> Who are some artists that you really want to work with? I want to cover first the legends. You got to get the legends down first. We always got to give respect to the legends. Who are some legendary R and B singers or even rappers that you would collaborate with? Because you do collaborate with rappers. Right. I, I really want to work with Mary J. Blige, mm. um, Alicia Keys was like a must to go with her. Um, Erica Badu. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Maxwell. If he's, yeah, I would love to work with Maxwell too. I feel like we could just, I, I really want to work with all the, the musical people from the 90s. For mm. D'Angelo is real musical too. Oh yeah, I would work with D'Angelo too. He's dope, for sure. Now that we touched on the R&B singers, how about the rappers? I wish Tupac was still here because I would love to do something with Tupac. That would be so hard. Um, hmm. Rappers from the 90s. I'm trying to think. It's not coming to me on the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> we can move into the 2000s too. I think I think a great track that you would do is with The Game. Oh yeah, The Game would be dope. Um, I think Ja Rule is dope. I ja Rule. Like, That's rare because there's so many people out here that take the side of 50 Cent. That's so rare. And ja Rule is underrated. Yeah, Ja Rule is underrated. He has some records. I like 50 Cent too. I would definitely use some 50 Cent. But um, yeah. If you think about sure. those classic tracks with Ja Rule, he was really putting those hip hop R&B tracks together. I'm real. He collaborated with a lot of singers. And- Jennifer Lopez, Ashanti. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Shanti, I would definitely talk about Shanti. Love her. Classic. Nelly? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say Nelly. Love Nelly. Because yeah. it just came to mind because he had one of the biggest R&B hip-hop songs of probably of all time, not just the 2000s with Dilemma with Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. He did. He definitely did. Mm-hmm. I will hmm. work with everybody. You work with everybody. <laughs> I love everybody. <laughs> I'm just such a fan of music. Like, I can't even, like, pinpoint this names like i just i was in everything what's the genre outside of hip-hop and r&b that you're a huge fan of that you listen to from time to time mm. i know jazz but i know jazz is something that you you're involved with a classically trained jazz musician i've learned online yeah i'm well, classically trained honestly but I, I did dibble and dabble in some jazz but um yeah, sometimes I do listen to classical and jazz music when I want to just, you know, have a calm night, a little turn it on. And a lot of like the chords I might use in, in my records come from like listening to jazz. Yeah, it's, I think that's, that's what you can notice it in your music too, is you implement jazz samples in there. Not everyone does that nowadays. Everyone just, let's put the trap drums on and I think that's something that's different in which you experiment with and you're not afraid to. How can we feel as though there's not more artists like you that aren't afraid to just experiment and create their own sound? There's no individuality in, in, in music as a whole anymore, I feel like. Um, probably because it's not a popular thing to do. So people are going to do, you know, what's popular. People are more likely to be like, okay, well, we see this working, so I'm going to do this. People are kind of scared to be different, but like... Well, you would survive in the 90s, just know that. The, these artists out here, I don't know if they would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, I feel like everybody has their own sound, their own lane. And, you know, there's enough room for everybody. Some people might be grouped in a lane with other people. So that's why I'm trying to separate myself and make my own lane. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. You'll have your own lane. Any upcoming performances for the new project Overthinking? Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, get it together right now. It's just been crazy with COVID and, you know, locations and venues. But we try to get it together right now. Mm-hmm. Where's the first place that you want to perform when you have the opportunity to? Um, probably stack or not probably stay stuck around for like the last. But um, the first place probably LA because I'm already here. LA. <laughs> they can put you on Rolling Loud in LA. I know, but Rolling Loud has been filled with rappers. They haven't. I don't even seen any singers on that lineup. No, they don't. They don't show love the R and B singers. I don't know why. If you look at the the hip hop artists that are on these lists, a lot of them don't deserve to be. And I'd be making edits to that list, but I'm not in charge <laughs> of the Rolling Loud list. That's just me. But yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> there was no R and B artists on there. It's all good. Mm-hmm. How did you maintain during? I mean, we're still going through COVID, the Delta variant. Now this Delta Plus thing is going on. How did you maintain during the year of 2020? Oh, I barely did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really was just in the crib for real. And this is kind of where the project came from was me sitting in the crib and overthinking my entire life and, and not knowing what was going on. And at that point, like I wasn't really dropping music. I wasn't making music. I was just literally sitting in the crib. So sometimes I write a song. I was like, mm. And I started writing the project and I was like, wow. I made something out of this like traumatizing time that we're in. So that's why I, I feel like this project is the most vulnerable I've been and, and the most honest I've been because like I was really going through it as we all were. And overthinking came about and 2020 was just such a difficult year for everybody out there. And the fact that you were able to, I think it was a reevaluation time. You had to reevaluate yourself and just think about your life, where you've came this far and where you're going. And now how long have you been attending USC for? I also started that during COVID. You also, <laughs> so you've been I virtual, just, just like the college students yeah. around the world, like everyone else. Cause there's some people that do go in in certain places, but mm-hmm. Now, I, because I applied, I believe, last summer, last whatever. So I, my first semester was last fall. And um, yeah, I was like, well, I have nothing to do. I might as well go get my master's. Let me see if I can get into USC. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was blessed enough to get in and I'll be graduating this fall. So I'm definitely feeling amazing about that. That was my dream school. And out of high school, I actually didn't get in. They denied me. So this is like, I don't know, like a second chance. <laughs> no, was there any bittersweet feeling when, when once you actually got in the second time? It's like you couldn't have just let me in the first time. I know. I'm like, what, is, <laughs> what do I do now that y'all want me now? But y'all didn't want me then. I'm the same person. But, you know, I don't know. But it's, it's all about timing is how I see it. Mm-hmm. And going to L.A. because, you know, the Sacramento, it's close. Were you ready for this move for your life? Because not everyone's ready to move on. I've heard these stories, all, all people that's been on my show and around the world just saying, even people from New York, they just they just pack up one day, they get on a, in a van or a car or a truck, and they just move out to L.A. But, I mean, you're close, but how is that changing your life? Because this is what sets the path forward for you. Yeah, um, even, like, in high school, I was, going, like, going to L.A. for my birthday, and I have so much family out here. So it wasn't like a, 
Oh my gosh, I'm leaving home. I was ready to go. I was like, yeah, I'm going to LA. I'm going to do music. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> that was yeah. always my plan. So moving here, it was just, you know, it, it was already destined. I think more people should take risks like that because I think as soon as you go to LA, you're able to bump into someone and make connections right away. LA is just a connection hotspot. Have you ever that. thought about going out to New York? Yeah, I went to New York once. Um, it's a little far. That that <laughs> if I would have moved over there, yeah, I probably would have been scared. That's, <laughs> I don't know nobody over there. At least out here, I have family. Yeah, and, and it's cold in New York too. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, not a cold weather person. And and trust me, what you're the subway systems here or yeah, no. <laughs> I hate the subway. So I love New York people though. Like I always get along with New York people and like they're just so like down to earth and cool and I love their accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New York is yeah, New York is uh, is one of a kind, but but California is a place to be. It's the land of opportunity, especially LA. As you, as I said before, when the before the Zoom went down here, that as soon as you go out there, you're able to make all these connections, and that's what you did as soon as you had the internship. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't thought an internship would have, you know, gave me all these connections? Because I had no clue when I started interning. I was like, I'm an intern, but it's like I. I made a lot of uh, connections that I I still use today, you know. Overthinking is available on all platforms. I'm sure that you're working on an album and uh, which you mentioned the live album before. I'm sure that you're working on an album that now is a live album going to be separate from what you released. Is that going to be the next album you think, or is it just, that's probably gonna be something that's after it. Um, So the live project, it's just, you know, it's going to be still part of the overthinking. But um, the next product I'm working on, um, we just, we're we, we going to come a little different. I'm, that's all I can say. We're going to come a little different. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way to do it. Now, with this album, are you going to document yourself behind the scenes? Because I know there's certain artists in the game. I know Dave East did it with Survival. He did a mini documentary series, a couple parts about his life growing up and where he grew up in Harlem. Have you thought about doing that where people get a backstory about you and the orchestras and growing up in Sacramento and your move to L.A.? and evolving to where you are now yeah definitely have thought about it and something i'm definitely looking into right now Mm -hmm. you have a lot of things planned what's your major goal to close out the year here for 2021 um to just put out more music and just give people what they need to hear you know trying to give them all you need Mm -hmm. give them all (laughs) (laughs) and that's your acronym yeah that's the acronym for my name that i i created which is crazy because it's really my name, but yeah. Yeah. And not everyone can, can do that. It's rare. Not everyone has that, that potential, but I want to thank you for coming on the show. And I, I enjoyed speaking with you. I enjoyed listening to the project that you just dropped overthinking temporary feelings, the best one on the project. A hundred percent. Is there anything else you'd love to let the audience know? And, and please be sure to make sure that you tell them where they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, um, shout out to everybody that's listening. And, you know, I, I appreciate all the love. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at ALL period YN, Twitter, Alin underscore music. Um, thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate your time. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, and I'm looking forward to everything that you have coming up as far as your future releases. The live album, I'm, I'm peaked to really here because that's something rare in this day and age. And I think this yeah. will be competing with Tiny Desk. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we need to set the trend to bring back instruments and music, and you're doing that. But anytime, you're always welcome on the show. When you do drop this new live album, I'd love to have you back on and talk about it and promote it. Good. Thank you so much. No doubt. I want you to enjoy the rest of your night and take care and stay safe, all right? You too. Stay safe. Yeah. Bye.